of Jinitzi Party Podcast. Woo! Woo! Are you guys proud of me? I wooed. Did you guys like it? You wooed. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I was confused for a second and I stopped. I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, so how, how was you guys' week this week? Hmm. I... That was a long pause. <laughs> well, I really had to think about that. No, I had a pretty good week. I mean, considering that allergies are kicking my ass and... I feel extremely, like, tired. It was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else can you do, you know, for allergies? Just take your medicine and try not to be out in the pollen and all that crap, you know? Yeah. I don't really have allergies. <laughs> I, I have, like, some food allergies and medication, but pollen doesn't bother me that much. I'm kind of lucky that way, I guess. Yeah, I I still refuse to believe I have allergies, but... I guess when your allergies mimic a head cold and an ear infection, you really do have allergies. So, <laughs> poor thing. I feel so bad for you. You're all sicky this week. I know. I'm like, I'm native. Natives don't have allergies. We're, we come from the earth and we're the earth of the people. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm saying. We come from corn pollen. Exactly. Oh, should be infecting us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm having a really off day today so i'm like huh what so just um i'm sorry i apologize in advance okay oh it's okay we everyone has off days you're allowed an off day yes you are yeah so so anything cool happened to you guys what are you what are you watching what what's going on in your lives (laughs) so i'm not watching anything new at all like i keep getting show like people tell me watch this show check this show out it just came out it's on this it's on that you know and I thought you know once I finished school I was gonna be all like yeah I have all this time I'm just gonna binge watch everything that people have been telling me no I went back to a show that is like over 10 years old (laughs) and I just started binge watching it and I've already seen like every episode probably like twice and so I've already started I started it again (laughs) <laughs> what is it it's called cold case it's like a tv show about these, like, oh you know, i used to watch that um they used to like rerun it like on weekend nights like late or whatever yeah it has that blonde chick in there Lil. yeah yeah and that oh, i love that and show. her like her partner has like some attitude or whatever because he's got yeah, personal Scotty. stuff going on yeah scotty's yeah. all like <laughs> angsty and he's all like yeah we're gonna we're gonna catch everybody <laughs> and yeah like that that is scotty and then there's like jeffries and then vera yeah i love that show and i could never find it like i kept searching wasn't streaming i'm like i'm not gonna have to buy this because no one wants to buy stuff anymore you know <laughs> yeah yeah and then i saw it, it was on Ro- the roku channel roku yeah and i've been watching it it's been amazing i love it dang i don't have a roku what about you lita what have you been watching well I was, so because of my allergies, I missed out on a couple of outings, but I'm like, eh, it's okay. So I stayed home and um, I was flipping through Netflix. I thought it said Steel Magnolia, so I got all excited thinking they were doing a series, but Uh it was called Sweet Magnolias, not the (laughs) same thing. So it's like they put out the first season has 10 episodes and then they left it at a cliffhanger. I'm like, no. So I binge watched the whole (laughs) The whole season in one afternoon, but um, uh. in and out of in and out of my my allergy meds coma. Um, so I watched that, and then oh, so lately, um, lately in Hina, <laughs> we've been watching. It's called because it's on cable because they have Directv. So we've been watching Truck Night in America. <laughs> it's Truck like Night in America. Yeah, it's like mud bogging. They have like these different <laughs> obstacle courses, and these people from all over the U.S. like they build their own big old like off-road truck or like rock crawlers or whatever, and then they go to compete at this obstacle course. I think it's in Georgia somewhere. And then there's like three stages. Uh, one, two, two or three stages they go to, and then like they start off with five trucks, and then every stage like eliminates one person in one truck and some of them like crazy damage their truck or like they take a jump too hard and they land really hard and they break their truck or it's like I don't know it's why I kind of like that so it's pretty entertaining so that I sounds think really cool seasons. 
So there's two seasons, and we watched the first season, and we're starting the second season. We watched like a couple seasons, a couple episodes every night. Like the last one is they go through this crazy intense obstacle course, and it's like men and women, and like it's whatever they build their own. It's like their own personal truck, and then the winner gets ten thousand dollars. And even if they don't finish the course on the last obstacle course, if even they don't finish that whole run through, it's the person who drove their vehicle the furthest through it ends up winning. So like, there's always a winner, and they win ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So it's like rock crawling, mud bogging. They have to drag, like, dig these like trenches, and they have these vehicles in like a mud trench, and they have to pull them out or they have to climb over the these obstacles or there's this one called a silo pull and it's like this silo and they attach the vehicle on either side and it's like a tug of war and they have to pull it and the silo is filled with different things so the first time they showed it the silo was filled with like old like crickets like dead crickets and that falls on the person's vehicles but now they usually use corn now so like it's a tug of war i'm trying to think what else they did but i don't know i like it Hmm. interesting it's called Truck Night in America. <laughs> it's on the Truck History Night Channel. In America. It's on the History <laughs> Channel. Or like we alternate between that and like Forged Under Fire or um, what is it? Portals to Hell with Jack Osborne. Hey, those are like all the shows that my man likes. Yeah. We just like what we feel like tonight. Oh, we'll watch a couple episodes of this. We'll watch a couple episodes of that. Mm-hmm. So I like to, I guess, let my, I don't know, my redneck side fly. <laughs> <laughs> Let your bubba slide. (laughs) Speaking of redneck, I went into um, Cabela's the other day because we're going camping in a few weeks and I don't have a fishing pole. I don't know much about buying a fishing pole. I was just going to get like a cheap one at Walmart, but my roommate is really big into country stuff <laughs> so like fishing hunting and all that stuff um oh like sports like, sports yeah gears he likes stuff. outdoors sports oh, outdoorsy okay. guy and i haven't <laughs> done that you're like he's simply outdoorsy that's all <laughs> remember outdoorsy. From, yeah feel magnolias <laughs> anyway sorry i love that movie uh, i was all excited when i saw it on netflix too because i thought it was a spinoff as well but i was like what is this and i was like ah. and then i just kind of skipped over it and watched something else but yeah, I got a fishing pole, and it's really cool. And I was playing with, like, the little baits that comes with it, and I was like, kush, 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 kush. I like to squish it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really watched much. Uh, i just been playing Animal Crossing on my Switch, and I've been addicted to that. So yeah, it's been pretty chill. I've just not had a lot of time to do things, but it's fine. I've been going on, like, walks in the evening when I can and stuff. Yeah. So with all this corona stuff going around, it's starting to feel like a zombie apocalypse, right? Kind of like the end of the world, how people are hoarding all their stuff and freaking out. And it's scary. Then I thought, hey, this is a perfect time to talk about, ooh, the undead. Zombies. We're going to talk about zombies today. Yay. That's what I feel like right now. And I bet (laughs) a lot of you do too. So Uh, excited, excited about zombie talk. Is that what you're implying? No, just dead inside. Oh, oh, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. So like the talk of the undead has been around for a pretty long time, you know, before all the Romero movies and before the walking dead and before the night of the living dead, which by the way is like my favorite zombie movie. I think that's a horrible movie. It's so good. (laughs) I love it. It's, it's my favorite, but I mean, the concept of the undead has been in pretty much almost every culture around the world. The word zombie is said to come from the West African, oh God, Kimbundu word. I'm sorry. Nzomb. 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 Nzomb, I think. Nzomb. N-Z-A-M-B. <laughs> this is going to be a hard one, guys. There's a lot of words I can't pronounce. <laughs> So anyways, this word is the name of a divine spirit in their language. And then somehow later in voodoo tradition, it came to mean reanimated corpse Uh. or like pretty much, you know, a creature lacking self-awareness or intelligence or lacking a soul. Okay, you guys, this is like triggering me. This is triggering some like childhood memories. I remember just being like really little and watching that Michael Jackson thriller music video. 
Oh. I got so scared. I was so scared oh. of that music video for a long oh, time. Baby. I know. So I'm all thinking about it. I'm, I watch it now like just fine. I'm mean, a little bit better. But I should have put like, a trigger Ew. warning. <laughs> no. But I mean, for me, I was like when I was little, I watched it and I was like, ah, like really scared. And then and as a teenager, I lived across the street from a cemetery. Oh, what? So when I, I would have to go like through the yard in the middle of the night sometimes or get dropped off at home at night. And I would just look over at the cemetery and like for a split second, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see somebody, you know, like, but I never did. That's how much that music video traumatized me. And now here we are. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) Anything spooky happen? At the cemetery? Yeah. No. You know, I've never had anything weird happen. Um, We used to ride our bikes through it all the time. Because just on the other... Yeah, just on the other side of the cemetery is a park. So we didn't... We wanted to do the shortcut. So you go through the cemetery. And then there's like a little opening where you could get through. So we used to ride our bikes through there all the time. Wow. You're a edgy teen hanging out in cemeteries. I know. It was all... (laughs) going through thinking I was all badass but I was really scared but (laughs) no nothing ever happened I had no I didn't even have like a weird feeling there I went I went through it just fine was it a small cemetery no it's that big one Lauren the one like by that park yeah it's that one how weird I know how did Crazy. I not know this about you? I don't know. I guess it's not something that I think it's is like, like. It should have been the first thing you said to me. Hey, I used to live by a cemetery growing up. I know. I been that's, like, what? That's the first thing. <laughs> I know. That is like that is like gold to you. But I maybe I should start introducing myself like that to people. Like, yeah, do it. Hey, I'm Rudy. Like, nice to meet you. I grew up, like, I spent, like, a couple of years living next to cemetery. Like, it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you go in for a job interview, just, then they're like, tell me about yourself, Rudy. No, I probably won't push that just because I don't want them to think I'm weird. I want to get the job. And then when I get the job, I can start being weird. And I can start talking about stuff like that. No, that'll be your hook. That'll be to reel them in. Get them real interested in you. Set you apart from the others. <laughs> Who other candidate grew up around a cemetery? And they'll be like, nobody. Exactly. And they're like, okay, wow, you got the job. You met the one credential that we had that we didn't tell anybody about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. Um, But in Haitian folklore, a zombie is a dead body that came back to life by black magic. Sometimes it's said to be done as punishment or to be used to work on farms or sugar plantations as slave laborers. Which, I mean, it's kind of shitty because even after death, they couldn't catch a break, you know? No, like, oh, I can't wait to die. This is too much work. I work every day. I have no, like, poor thing. No control over myself. And then you die. Then you come back doing the same shit. Yeah. We feel bad for them. I'm, I'm not going to believe that. I'm, all, I'm not going to believe that. But see, that's why I don't believe things like this, Lauren, because of that. Cause... Well, it's not really zombies, but like on the flip side of it, like mummies, you know, the Egyptians, like how they would go through that whole process because like when they, oh no, that's into the afterlife, huh? Uh, never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That has no relevance to this conversation. Oh gosh. Because I was going to say, there's like, on the flip side, they like prepared for this trip to the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, And they had like gold and they had their, what is it, their handmaids or whoever, like their servants or their people who would help them. And like they were packing for like a, like a journey, like a trip and not as labor or I just... Sorry, I just ruined your whole train there. (laughs) No, it's okay. I love ancient Egypt. I was obsessed when I was a kid. Like, you know, when kids would go to library and then they'd go look for the babysitter club or something like that. Some kind of, you know, hip book back in the day. If you grew up up in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, but no, I go to like the freaking history reference section and I go and just look at ancient Egypt books and I just like flip through and look through all the pages and be like must have been so cool to live back there look at all these cats they worshipped and yeah I think in my past life I lived in ancient Egypt I think in your past life you were a cat in Egypt I was a cat god you were (laughs) oh my gosh that's so cool what was I in my past life what do you think I would have been you I think you were you were like a Caesar 
like Caesar? a like a Roman. I I just picture you as like a a Roman soldier oh, you king said, guy. You said Caesar. I thought you said a skeezer. I'm like, Lauren, that's kind of rude. I'm sorry, my allergies. I can't. My ears are plugged a up, and I don't hear very well or clearly. Oh my gosh! I was on. Dang, Lauren, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I can just see your face, Lena, like, (gasps) (laughs) like my jaw just dropped and I was all, dang, I thought you were froze. No, Caesar, you know, (laughs) not as Caesar. But no, I think you were like in Rome or Greece or something. I could see that like a general or a emperor or something. Or like Machiavelli or something. Yeah. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. I don't know what I was, but I don't even know, like, could you, could I have been a man? Do you think I could have been a man? Like, does that work? Yeah. I don't know. That's why I, I said I don't know, Lauren. <laughs> You're, sorry. Uh, that's why I, I said um, like a general or something. Because I think I only like, men were generals in ancient Rome, right? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Don't like that. I would have been a trash panda. In my, in my past life, I would have been a trash panda. Oh, <laughs> just a cute little chubby I, trash panda. I love trash pandas. Or what about a real panda? If you were just sitting there eating your bamboo like you like your salary sticks, just <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. How cute! How cute! <sighs> what okay, you. I think I don't know. I don't know about you, Lita. You have an old soul. You're like really into like to fifties and sixties, but. I think you're older than that. Hmm, you think so? Yeah. Oh, you got like I a... think you're older than that. <laughs> oh, no, like you got like a, you got that kind of personality. Like when you look into your face or your eyes, you got like this, I don't know, this knowledge about you. <laughs> like you know some shit. Oh, she knows all the shit. You're wise. You are, I don't know. I gave you that pep talk the other day. Resourceful resilient yeah um, ambitious yeah oh oh maybe you were like an oracle and like a hmm. like a oracle what do they call them they work in the temples and stuff yeah like they were uh where was it is it rome am i just thinking of rome it's a i think grace because so. because rome has the what is it the or the oracle of delphi yeah it's greece it's in uh delphi yeah Oh, Greece. Yeah. I don't know. I want to go to like a past life rating. I, I believe in past lives. I don't know about you listeners. You probably would have. I don't know <laughs> if a lot of you would have just been like, oh, anyways, forward 30 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds. <laughs> but I, I, I just like to talk about that stuff. I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the funniest is when, you know, you're just working next to Lauren and you're just doing your daily tasks you know and you do something and she's like oh my gosh what if that was you in a past life and I'm like what (laughs) but I'm like I don't get how I don't I don't understand I don't do that very often but it sounds pretty cool and then I get to thinking about it and I'm like what if I was (laughs) what if (laughs) what if no, but it's pretty cool oh though. Gosh. I like I like that you're into that stuff because I get to learn about it and it gets me thinking like is it real? Is it not real? Does it, I you know, I just think it's really cool because you know, why not entertain yourself and maybe like look into that or you know, research it or even just like double a little bit into it and see how you feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be open-minded. Yeah, try it out. Step out of the box a little bit, you know? Try it out. Go get possessed. Yeah. I mean, no. What are you saying, Lord? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, so according to an article I came across by Micah Matlack, scholars believe that the fear of the undead might have led to the evolution of gravestones. And goes all the way back to the Stone Age. So back then, they would bury their dead and then roll like a big-ass rocker boulder on top of the grave. And these gravestones were so they couldn't dig their way out, supposedly. That's where we get our grave marker concept from. 
Oh, that's cool. Hmm. But archaeologists discovered skeletons that were about 10,000 years old in a dig in Syria. And these skulls were found completely dismembered from the body and bashed in. Oh. Yeah, it was a ritual for a while in Europe and near like the eastern regions. Um, and there's some theories on why they did this. Juan Jose Ibanez. Oh! Yay, Dang good job. Girl. It's from being married to Antonio. Just kidding. <laughs> from the Spanish National Research Council in Barcelona. Um, he says that, quote, the find may suggest that Stone Age cultures believe dead young men were a threat to the world of the living, end quote. So archaeologists also found graves in Necropolis in Sicily, Italy in 1980. And then just a quick history tidbit here. This area was colonized <laughs> by the Greeks around 800 BC colonized colonized i just i said that because um in our last episode when i was all crazy i don't know if you guys caught it but my little res girl came out and i was all colonized <laughs> but anyways so so the area was colonized by the Greeks around 800 BC. And in ancient Greece, they believed that they were individuals who were more inclined or capable to rise up from their graves. These people included those who died from drowning or plagues or a curse, victims of murders, suicides, illegitimate children, babies born on an unlucky day, or those having birth defects. So in order to prevent this, their bodies were pinned down with heavy rocks and boulders. And then on top of that, they were either incinerated or dismembered. Ew, is that where um, cremation comes from, you think? Oh, I don't know. I've never, I didn't look, I didn't even think about that. Hmm, that's interesting. I got to add that to my little list of what I need to look up later. So they found those graves in Italy. And then Dr. Carrie L. Sluinski Weaver, who is an archaeologist and researcher of Paso Mariano Necropolis in Sicily, says, quote, in the ancient world, revenants, which they called like zombies or ghosts or whatever, revenants are feared because it is believed that they leave their graves at night for the explicit purpose of harming the living. Revenants should be trapped in their graves by being tied, staked, flipped onto their stomachs, buried exceptionally deep, or pinned with rocks or other heavy objects. Um, she goes on to say that in a tomb number 653 over there uh, contains an adult whose head and feet are completely covered by large fragments of an amphora, which is like a ceramic storage thing. And this was done to pin the individual to the grave and prevent it from seeing or rising. The second tomb number, 693, contains a child approximately 8 to 13 years old with five large stones placed on top, like the amphora fragments. These stones were also used to trap the body in its grave. And since this finding, more graves like this were found, um, like those in Cyprus, right? Cyprus. Like those in Cyprus, which Cyprus were said Hill. to be buried. What? I said like Cyprus Hill, you know? Who's that? It's a band. Oh, I don't what? even know. <laughs> okay, move on. What, well, what we'll kind t- of music do they play? Wait. It's rap. Oh. It's like rap. Ow, and you add it to my Spotify you know, playlist. You know, you know, insane in the you membrane. You know, insane in the membrane. <laughs> oh, 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 I get it now. <laughs> I didn't know that's what they were called. Anyways, um, so like those in that... Uh, which were said to be buried between 4500 and 3800 BC. Wow. Yeah. And then Norse mythology, they have a dragger, which means, again, walker. And these things are gross. They're supposed to be like big boys, quite large, and they swole and they fugly. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds so yeah, gross. Yeah, so they the big, they big and fugly. So they're they're also said to have like powers. So apparently they can shape shift, drive someone crazy, and even enter their dreams like Freddy style. Whoa! Ew! This sounds really creepy. I know. Um, they sneak out of their tombs and they go looking for like a little snack. And if you're bitten by this thing, that person can become one, like a zombie or vampire-ish, hmm. I guess. Yeah. I'm like, that's interesting. Don't be their snack. And then in, oh, this one's gross. In China, they have the Zhengxi, 
which means stiff corpse. And they look pretty much like, you know, a normal zombie corpse would look like, like decaying flesh, rotting, things like that. And they go looking for a meal too, but they eat your life force and eventually you turn into one as well. But the one thing about this thing is that it moves around by hopping with its arms stretched outwards. <laughs> Whoa. Ew, how scary. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dude, that sounds really funny. I'd shit myself if I saw like a fucking thing hopping with its arms stretched outwards towards you. I would, I, I, I would die. I, no. That's so scary. I can't even. I freak out, I think. Um, I'm trying to say... I'm trying to picture this, but I just picture a frog hopping. I can't even picture all that stuff. Just like a like a a corpse with its arms stretched outwards hopping towards you. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It makes me think Rudy. of like a video. Makes me think of like a video game, like hop, hop, you know, and like all stiff, like an old '80s game. Like I'm just, I'm ew. just like, how is its skin supposed to stay on if it keeps hopping after you? Well, it's stiff, and it's like hardened on the bones, <clears throat> I guess. But it's like decaying and rotting. That's true. Hmm. I don't know, just little little gingerbread crumbs of flesh. Gross. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so you probably would check, you know, around your house before you went in, made sure there was no bits of flesh. And... Flaps. Ew. Yeah, okay, I think we're good. I don't hear anybody <laughs> hopping, like. Ew. Um, but they say they do that because they're, like, too stiff to move otherwise, you know, because, like, they a corpse and rigor mortis sets in. Oh, so they can't. Oh, so they can't Because they can't legs. move, that's why they hop. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> supposed to be scary. You're supposed to be I'm shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was shitting myself laughing. But <laughs> I'm just picking. I'm no, I can't. I can't. That's not scary to me. Like the whole <laughs> popping thing. Like I think if I saw someone or like it coming towards me like that, I'd be like, "What the heck?" Like I can out hop you. I will just run. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what if it hops after you like fast? <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god! I'd be like, what? What are you doing? I I think I'd just be so mesmerized by it hopping that I wouldn't even think to be scared, or I just like I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, Lauren, um, we're not in the same boat as you. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, another one is the Shrigoi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and they are a Romanian zombie slash vampire that eats or drinks blood and can shift into animals and also become invisible. Um, but usually they are people who lead trouble or sinful, unfinished lives. Those who are like died before being baptized or who are illegitimate or died of like a suicide or like a witch's curse. And oh, and also those who die without marrying are also at risk. What? Really? You're going to put those women or those men and women at risk because they didn't choose to get married? It's weird because in some communities, they'll marry a corpse to a living person to prevent them from becoming a, a strigoi. What? Huh. Yeah. You know what? If maybe not back then, let's say I was a believer in the strigoi, I could see why they would think that that would be a cure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I know that... Don't they do after death baptisms too? Still? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm I think I think in uh, LDS they do like after death baptisms. Oh, really? But I'm gonna don't quote me on that. But I'm I know oh. they do something like that. But I don't know, like the requirements or whatever. Hmm. Okay, so I looked it up, and it says Mormons believe that families will be together after death, but. Only if they are all baptized. So I think that's probably why they do it. Oh, just to make sure, like if that person that the isn't family baptized, stays together, baptize them. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I mean, this Strigoi thing isn't like too far off. I can see why they would do that. Yeah. Um, but there's three different types, I guess. Like there's a witch, a living Strigoi, which is like a sorcerer. I don't know what the difference between a witch and a sorcerer is, but uh, yeah. And then there's the dead Strigoi who 
is more of a zombie type and they prey on their relatives and people. But yeah, in West Africa, the zombie didn't have a body. It was like a formless entity or like a spirit. And that's in West Africa. And then in South Africa, they believe that zombies could have physical bodies. And witches or bokors? Bokors? Bokors. B-O-K-O-R-S. Bokors. Bokors. That sounds better. And witches or bokors, I think that's how you say it, could turn someone into a zombie. And in their witchcraft, they could kill a person and then reanimate their corpse to do their bidding for whatever. Um, ideas of zombie, what around the world with the slave trade. Um, and as we know, voodoo is pretty big in Haitian culture. And in voodoo, it's believed that all deaths are categorized as either natural, which is like old age, disease, etc. And then you have unnatural, which is like murder. Um, Haitian zombies were not monsters. They were more like victims. And the spirits of those who pass from unnatural deaths tend to linger around their graves and they say the spirits would wait for approval from the deities or spirits before they can join their ancestors on the other side. And if the spirit is just kind of meandering around its grave, you know, twiddling its thumb, minding their business, uh, they wouldn't really notice one of these bokors to sneak up on you. So they would trap their soul in like a jar and use it to control their bodies. They can create zombie powders, which were made up of like herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, bones, etc. They also contain tetrodoxin, which is like a deadly neurotoxin, and it's most often found in the pufferfish in other feces. Um, in small Did you say doses. Feces? Huh? Oh, you said fishes. Feces. I thought you said and I thought you said and found in other feces like poop. I was like, oh, no, that's gross. Fishies. Yeah, fishies. Um, and fishies. <laughs> fishy, fishy, fishy. But this toxin in small doses can cause symptoms like difficulty walking or mental confusion and respiratory issues. But in higher doses, it can lead to paralysis and coma. This is what causes someone to appear to be dead and then they're buried alive and then they come out popping up later. Jinnah, well, that's what like researchers have said to try to explain the Haitian zombies. But um, Haitians are more afraid of the bokors than they are the zombies. I don't blame them because like, you know, in every religion or culture or what have you, there's always like a good and there's always like a bad side, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, some would use the zombies to help perform like healing magic while others might do some very bad stuff like cause sicknesses or even murder. And they say that some bokors might be the cause of their death just so they can bind that soul as a zombie. How fucked up is that? That's gross. See, that's creepy. Right? So since we're here, let's talk a little bit more about voodoo. I'm so excited. <laughs> so voodoo is a religion practiced by descendants of different African and ethnic groups who were enslaved and brought to now known Haiti. It's mainly a combination of like Roman Catholicism and African traditions. Since we all know about the horrible past of slavery, law forbid the practice of African religions and required all of the masters to convert and Christianize their slaves within eight days upon arrival. And now it's practiced throughout Haiti, the Caribbean, Brazil, um, places with like a lot of African heritage, even here in the U.S., like Louisiana and stuff. So the word voodoo means spirit or deity. And the fundamental basis of this religion is based on the principle that everything is spirit. So us humans are spirits on this earth. The unseen world has... So spirits in this religion, they call it Loa. I think that's how you pronounce it. L-O-A. Um, so they have the Loa, they have the mysteries, the invisibles, and the angels, and those spirits that who have passed on. All of these spirits are said to be living in a land called Guinan, which is like a cosmic Africa. And this religion believes in like a supreme being. So there are different versions depending on where you are. Like some say their supreme being is the god of the Christian Bible. And it's said to be the creator of both the universe and the spirits in some areas. And the spirits were made to help wrangle and watch over humanity and like the natural world and stuff. Others believe in a supreme being called Bondi, the good god, and others don't recognize like a named supreme being at all. But 
Um, the supreme being, whoever it is, is said to be too far away for a personal relationship with his worshipers. So they ask the loa or the spirits for guidance instead. An important aspect of voodoo is to offer prayers and perform devotional rites or ceremonies directed at certain spirits. So humans provide food or whatever the spirits want, whatever appeals to them, and in return, they get their help for whatever they need, like um, health or protection or like a bountiful harvest or whatever. But there's all sorts of spirits, like those of their ancestors, there's animal spirits, there's the natural forces or nature spirit, spirits of good and evil. And voodoo rituals are all about restoring and keeping balance and energy in between people and the spirits of the unseen world. I think that's really cool about the keeping balance because that kind of is how Navajo culture is, isn't it? It's about it's about being one being all balanced, being in harmony kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a little a little cool thing. And it's pretty much an oral tradition. Like there's like little schools that you can go to uh, enroll, I guess, to practice and learn voodoo and be a part of, I guess, like a, like, like a church basically for the, for voodoo. Oh, okay. Uh, there's also a belief in spiritual possession. And I know when we think like normal people, um, what the mainstream media has portrayed possession to be, most of us think of like the exorcist or a Ouija board or, you know, something like that, something bad that it's like a demon or whatever. But in voodoo, it's actually a good thing and it's what they want. So okay. it's seen as like a, yeah, like a valuable firsthand spiritual experience with the spirit world. And here they can get one-on-ones of how they can guide them and give them the answers that they might be seeking and stuff. But yeah, that's a little thing on voodoo. I thought that was really cool. I was reading up on it and there's a lot more to the religion. I just took some key notes to kind of talk about it. That is way cool because I think that most of the experience, like most of the knowledge or what I thought was voodoo, it always seems kind of scary. Yeah. Or like they make it sound really bad. Like, oh, they did some voodoo magic on me or you know like I know it's just films and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but it's always seemed like really creepy and scary but I'm learning a whole different side of voodoo than what I thought I knew or what I kind of learned I guess through like entertainment movies and stuff like that yeah I think a lot of people have that Mm -hmm. like negative connotation with voodoo I know I did until I started like looking into it I've always had like a I don't know like an attraction I guess to like occulty things I'm like really interested in this other side of the world and when I was researching it, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. But yeah, that's kind of like a brief history and info on voodoo for you guys. Um, but now let's talk about modern zombies. Yeah. So Orpheo cordyceps. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like a medical word. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's a type of fun guy that is toxic to animals. It uses its different spores and targets and infects different types of insects. And then after infection, it takes control of their mind and changes its behavior to make sure it makes more spores so that it can infect more and more and more. Isn't that crazy? So this happens with bugs? Yeah, this it's a fungus, like a fungi. Uh-huh. And it has its spores and it, it infects the bugs to oh. make more spores. So they feed on the insect and they grow in and out of their bodies until they eventually die. Um, But there is a specific fungi that infects and takes over carpenter ants and then kills it. So once these ants are infected, they essentially turn into zombies. So what they do is they'll climb atop of like higher vegetation or ground where they stay until they die. The reason why they go higher is because the higher elevation actually allows the fungus to grow and spread its spores so it can infect more insects. Researchers found that the fungi takes full control of the ant's brain and willpower and forces them to move as it wants. Ew, what if there was something... That's crazy. Zombie ant. It's like the ant was possessed or something by the fungi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's like another one like this, but it's a wasp. So in the Ecuadorian Amazon, the Zytopa, 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 <laughs> 
the typo tape. Yeah. Typo tape. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, this guys. This is terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up because I'm curious. The typo Yeah. I just think of the typo tatas. <laughs> Z a t y p o t a, the, the typo ta, the typo ta, the typo ta, the Yeah, that'll work because I can't find it. There's no results on the videos at all. For Sorry, it. guys. The I think it is what it's called. Don't at me because y'all know I can't pronounce things um the i'm gonna call it zypota so the zypota no there's a t there zytypota yeah the zytypota the typota anyways this wasp (laughs) will manipulate spiders so the wasp will lay eggs on the stomach of the spider and in the particular spider it does this too it has its own little nest and area and usually it doesn't stray far from there it strictly stays within its little zone um so when researchers were researching (laughs) <laughs> that's all when scientists were researching <laughs> they found that it was like super weird that they would leave their little area uh-huh. so when the egg hatches the wasp larva will emerge and feed on the spider's body and then it will take control of it uh, that is so gross <laughs> so when the spider is fully taken over it turns into a zombie-like creature that will isolate itself from its little colony and make a cocoon-like nest that will allow the larva to grow into a full wasp and make sure it's protected inside. But the larva will kill its host before it enters its like little spider cabin. So <clears throat> researchers say that they have seen some manipulation behaviors, but nothing quite as complex as this wasp. So <clears throat> isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's kind of cool though. I mean... Just because it's like these little bug thingies, but it's yeah. still kind of gross, though. It's like not quite like aliens, but kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from yeah. with uh, Ripley, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, with the face, the face huggers. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah. So in 2014, researchers found a bacteria known as phytoplasma. I think that's what it's say. Phytoplasma. Plasma. That's what yeah. I said. Oh, sorry, I can't. Here, my, my bad ear my bad ear my what would you si- call it my syphilis ear <laughs> Ew. oh no so this Gross. bacteria infects plants <laughs> okay so that was i don't know if you want to put that in there but a little context of that <laughs> comment was when we were texting we were like doing a group chat and i was telling them explaining how bad my allergies were and I had to I was prescribed all this medication and sprays and drops and stuff like that and Lauren said I had syphilis of the ear I'm like gross I was like yadish or yes syphilis ear that's why yeah anywho oh your I can't poor quite syphilis hear. ear Aww. Ew. don't say that oh my gosh anyways so this bacteria which is not syphilis, um, infects plants like goldenrods, which look like little yellow flowers, and they cause them to put their put out these leaf-like extensions instead of like their normal little blooms. And this leaf thing attracts more insects and allows the bacteria to travel farther and spread its infections to like other plants and stuff. And so now that they're taken over, these plants' only purpose now is to serve the spread of the bacteria. Hmm. But yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, hmm. So human zombies? Is that a thing? Now it kind of feels sort of relevant now that we're living in this pandemic. Um, In 1997, there was an article in the British Medical Journal about a few different accounts of Haitian zombies. So one was a 30-year-old woman, a Haitian woman, who looked to be deceased after contracting a disease and was buried in their family tomb. And three years later, she re-emerged. What? So they investigated and they found that her tomb was filled with stones and her parents agreed to admit her to a local hospital. Like when she got the disease and stuff. Anyways, the study says that this was a result of catatonic schizophrenia, which is a rare condition that makes the person walk in a stupor. But I mean, three years later, Mm. after she was buried or in the tomb, I don't know, maybe she got injected with that pufferfish toxin thing and Mm. they thought she was dead. 
but maybe not. I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, and then the second one was in 1962. An 18-year-old Haitian man named Clarvis um, was checked into a local hospital with severe respiratory problems. He went into a coma and was declared dead shortly after. But guess what? 18 years later, he came back. What? He was walking around a village marketplace and saw his sister and was like, what up, sis? But he was identified as Clarvius and he said that he was buried alive and then dug up and put to be enslaved to work on a distant sugar plantation. Dr. Duan and Professor Littlewood, they're the people who published this article, says that he had brain damage and epilepsy, but that just makes me sad. Like, the whole thing about... After you die, you come back and you work on a, you like do it again. You're enslaved again. And this guy wasn't even dead. I know. And then for the family to think like their brother is gone or their son and then seeing him again. Ugh. For 18 years. I know. Yeah. That'd be so messed up. I, w- I would freak out. That's crazy. I can't even like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to understand it. And I can't even like, I can't even wrap <laughs> my mind around it. I'm just like dumbfounded by it, you know? Yeah. But um, the last case they looked at was the 18-year-old woman who died but was spotted 13 years later. The article says that she had a learning disability. Hmm. So Hmm. I don't know if she just meandered around like afterwards. They thought she she died and she didn't. Like she got lost and... Yeah. I couldn't find too much more on it, but I thought that was interesting. Hmm. There's another disorder called Cotard's syndrome that can cause people to act like zombies. They believe that they're dead or decomposing or even that some parts of their body is missing. It's also known as like walking corpse syndrome and it's really rare. Only about 200 cases are known worldwide. Symptoms include isolating themselves. Sometimes they just stop speaking and some hear voices telling them they're dead or they're dying. Others actually see themselves as dead. So they don't eat or they don't do normal human functions. And self-harm is also a symptom too. Because I guess like, I don't know, to see if their arm is really alive or not, you know? Yeah. Hmm. In 2008, there was a case reported a 53-year-old woman was admitted to the hospital after her family called 911. They said that she believed that she was dead and said that she smelled like rotting fish. She told them to take her to the morgue because she wanted to be with other dead people. (laughs) Can you imagine being her family member and be like, uh, what? Wow. Wow, that's like a, that's like a severe, like, mental illness type of deal like yeah like you just i can't even yeah i can't i I can't i i I have no words for this topic (laughs) today Um. i just can't even i can't (laughs) usually it's often a symptom of a much deeper brain issue like dementia or epilepsy parkinson's disease multiple sclerosis 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 multiple sclerosis (laughs) i can't say that word sclerosis i'm like rolling my (laughs) arm you're sounding out you're like you're sounding out like each syllable like sclerosis yeah yeah. (laughs) sclerosis there we go migraines question mark uh (sighs) a severe brain injury or subdural bleeding but it's not really known a hundred percent why it happened it can happen to almost any age but the most common age reported is in their 50s and those who have mental health issues already like depression anxiety schizophrenia or had substance abuse a stroke a tumor a blood clot (laughs) or an injury to the brain like All of these things that are, you know, normal, a lot of people have them, they're more likely to get it. They say that this syndrome might cause Mm. bipolar disorder in teens and young adults, perhaps. I've kind of heard of walking uh, corpse syndrome, but I didn't really know what it was 100%. But it's really interesting how our brain Mm -hmm. functions like that, like to have a mental illness like that to make you believe that you're dead. It's bizarre. But yeah, why is humanity fascinated with zombies? Are we just a bunch of sickos just fascinated with death? Yeah, perhaps. I am. Yeah. Or (laughs) we like being scared, you know? Like, that's the reason why we go see scary movies or listen to stories and stuff. 
with like the feeling that being yeah, scared that, gives the you adrenaline. You know the what rush. I mean? We're like scaring ourselves, yes. unknown, and and picturing mm-hmm. like you know, like how when you read a book, your mind, like you create all these images of the story in your own mind about how like how you picture things, what you're attracted to and what you're afraid of and what like kind of thrills you and what like scares you and stuff like that. So that just, I don't know, I guess just the, all the stuff you add to it yourself, like your own personal opinions, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I just lost my own train of thought. (laughs) It's fine. But yeah, we just are. People are, I don't know. Fear of the Um, unknown, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. We're all fascinated with like the afterlife and what's afterwards because we have like all these religions having all this thing about afterlife and stuff and I don't know. But literary scholar at Stanford, her name's Angela Vadergaard, says that she believes our perception of violence that took place after the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki during World War II, along with like other large-scale disasters, caused us to fictionalize our deaths on a pretty large scale and made us focus on the survival of the fittest mentality. I mean, which I can see we all have that weird like we said earlier, like a curiosity of the afterlife of death of just morbid things. And we're all kind of hustling. And it's kind of sad when you think about it, that everyone's kind of just mm-hmm. looking out for number yeah, one, you know, it's true. Everybody kind of is looking out for number one, you know, whether they want to think that, oh, just yourself or not necessarily just yourself, but like maybe like your little household or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Screw what's going on in the world. Like I'm just gonna worry about my family, you know? And you see that now in this pandemic, especially with people hoarding toilet paper, (laughs) hoarding water, hoarding all this shit when they don't need to, especially like on reservations for the border town people who are in town and like don't need to hoard water, don't need to hoard all this stuff because it's more easily accessible for them to get it versus elders on a reservation who have to drive an hour into town to get it or their children left a reservation and they don't have anyone else mm-hmm. to look out for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Sad how people, how, how mean people get when they're faced with such a pandemic like this. Right. No, it definitely has brought to light more things i mean situations and examples of like i don't know selfishness and those sorts of things i think it's always sort of been there but i think this definitely heightens it yeah and it's really it's really unfortunate you know to help each other out you know i'm not talking about like go drop a couple of thousands on someone's rent you know because they're getting evicted or you know we understand everybody has lived within their own means you know but like why do you need to have so much like you said earlier the toilet paper you know, mm-hmm. why do you need to hoard water? You know, if it comes to like worse, you know, use tap water or something. Like, yeah, there's well, those some water. who don't have access to water that mm-hmm. need it more than you. You don't need 10 cases of water when you have your freaking Brita filter on your faucet. No, you don't need it. Right. Ugh, it makes me mad <laughs> thinking about it. Yep. But oh, I'm, yeah, definitely it's just sick. gross. How much ugliness something like this brings out of people? It's just, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really sad and heartbreaking to see like humanity at its yeah. finest, if you will. You know, it's like, that's what, like, that's us. That's us as a people. You know, that's, yeah, that's not, I'm sorry. I can't even talk today. <laughs> it's an off day. It's a zombie day for us. <laughs> it just like, you know, with this whole, especially in the U.S., you know, it's just like, yeah, like it hurts your heart. And then you see like that nuclear reaction and what was it Fukushima and you saw like the people getting provisions and stuff they would stand in line patiently waiting to get like water and food and they weren't like harassing each other yelling at each other getting in each other's face you know yeah we just need to learn to be compassionate and be nice like the lady said everyone's just really on that survival of the fittest mentality number one looking out for number one yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's like the hunger games but then again you have like a smaller portion of people who it also kind of brings out the good in people it brings out the worst but it also brings out the best in some people because a lot of people are helping each other like making masks and donating and things like that but it's just that group of people that just ruin it for everybody Mm-hmm. Anyways, but did you guys know that the CDC has a website for zombie preparedness? 
Seriously? You know what? I did not know that. Yeah, Lita. <laughs> I went on it and it is legit. Yeah. Zombie they say it was to motivate people on how to be prepared and survive for disasters, not just zombie apocalypse. But I think that was a really smart move on their part because that site was a huge hit and people are paying more attention now, I think, to it, to being more prepared in either like natural disaster stuff or even just being prepared for family members mm. in case yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever happens but if you aren't prepared this is the universe's sign yeah. that you should you know have like a little plan get together with your family be like hey if the cell towers go out this could be our medium spot this is what we should do we meet up or what have you not even in just like a apocalypse wise like if someone goes missing maybe you should make a little packet uh if i yeah, go missing just older. just have a plan just have like mm-hmm. be ready like be vigilant yeah. and be ready so you're prepared for whatever happens exactly you have, a, you have a better way to move forward instead of just floundering around and not being able to take care of yourself or your family or just in shock or whatever yeah so on the site it has a little thing here so what do you need before zombies or hurricanes or pandemics for example actually happen so they give you like a little example of what a kit you should put together Uh water food medications tools and supplies sanitation and hygiene just you know the normal things so it's not really like oh zombie i don't know zombie repellent or anything (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they sell that at walmart is it next to the bear no Yeah, you can't return it like the bear spray. So, and they have like a little zombie preparedness graphic novel in case you guys are like really want to check this out. You can download it, download the PDF. Oh, cool! I want to check that out. I'd actually look through it. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and you can download it and read it. It's thirty six pages, so it's not that long, but it's pretty cool looking Mm, though. Cool, cool. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah. Be prepared. Be prepared. Like Scar would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in pulp culture, we have all sorts of depictions of zombies. One of the first fictionalized stories we have is called Flinian and Machates, written by Felgon of Trolls, the Greek author of the Olympiads. If you're a history buff, I'm sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> This whole this whole episode, I'm butchering everything. But um, anyways, in this story, a young lady named Fillion died and she comes back to life and returns to her, her parents' home and she gets a groove on, her sexy time on, with a visitor named Machate at the house over the course of a few nights. And she says that the god of the underworld resurrected her, approved her resurrection pretty much, but then she dies again. Oh. So she was a zombie having sexy time with Machate. Hmm. And the word zombie first entered the English language in 1810 by a poet named Robert Southey. He published The History of Brazil. Then we, of course, have Mary Shelley's 1818 classic, Dr. Frankenstein's Monster. Um, We all know this story. If not, I do a little quick recap of it. The doctor reanimated his monster with his little doodads and lightning, and then the creature came alive. Alive! He's alive! But this creature wasn't just a monster or like a corpse. He had, you know, some human emotion. He was was raging when he was faced with rejection from his bride or humanity when they were like running after him with pickforks and stuff and he was scared of fire but yeah it's great frankenstein's monster top notch then we got white zombie in 1932 and this starred bella lugosi and so in this movie a bad voodoo mama priest turned a woman into a zombie she was killed by a potion and then it reanimated her again and then later in 89 wb seabrook wrote a book about Haitian voodoo and their zombie minions called the Magic Island. Then of course we got our more current zombie flicks like George Romero's Night of the Living Dead in the 1968. If you haven't watched this, like I said earlier, what are you doing with your life? Go watch it. It's I think it's like one of the most influential horror films made. It kind of I don't know. I think it's one of the first zombie apocalypse type of thing where they were more portrayed as like a hungry predator versus you know a no brain slave. Yeah, they're all braids, braids. No, Barbara, no, Barbara. Braids. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. 
Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but watch it. I think it really influenced a lot of the other horror films because now we got all these other zombie apocalypse movies where they're like coming after you to get to eat you like a snack. Like the 28 Days Later or, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, The Walking Dead. There's a lot of dead titles. <laughs> Resident uh-huh. Evil, World War Z, and even Scooby-Doo featured, you know, the zombie island one. That was my favorite Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> oh, I love those. Yeah. So cute. Mm-hmm. And But now, like, you know, in a lot of movies, zombie movies, movies now we see it with like a virus or a vaccine gone wrong versus you know the original idea of voodoo or some kind of supernatural black magic type of zombie yeah oh you forgot uh zombie land and zombie land too oh yeah they dedicated a good portion of that to elvis (laughs) (laughs) of course have you seen the second one it's i really liked it yes it was awesome you know what you guys are gonna be proud of me because i actually watched that too did you and yes and i enjoyed it i thought it was really fun yes it was great go watch it make a list of all zombie movies and watch them all of them just uh binge out on them one night you and whoever make a plan get it all set up get some food order some food whatever you want to do and just have a long marathon yeah. i mean what else are you gonna do are you gonna go to a, a concert are you gonna go do something like that right now no so <laughs> <laughs> exactly well do something like that <laughs> Watch the zombie movie to see how not to act in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, my resources, Medical News Today, Wikipedia, Britannica, 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 Britannica. <laughs> God, I can't even talk. Britannica, <laughs> Life Science, LearnReligions.com, and of course, the History Channel.com history.com but yeah that's my little spiel on zombies today i thought it was really kind of fun little little uplifting one in this time of not crisis but you know where we're at uncertainty yeah what you guys thoughts what did you learn what did you think was interesting tell me i really enjoyed the voodoo section I learned something which you know me i love to learn stuff but <laughs> um <laughs> Just knowing that, like, I had it all wrong, you know, that maybe I shouldn't always assume that something is bad because of what others tell me. Or even if it's not something that I would partake in or practice, um, it's always good to sort of get an understanding of the other person or the other subject. So that's what I enjoyed. Yeah. Be open-minded with other religions and concepts and stuff. Yeah. What about you, Lita? What did your, what's your little... <laughs> Never mind. What what did you learn? What did my little um what it was it jellyfish brain? <laughs> yeah. I don't think my jellyfish brain will remember any of this, but that fungi that took over st- like there's a fungus that made you a zombie and then what what was it the the wasp? Yeah. <laughs> Or the the hopping zombie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not here today, guys. I'm sorry. Like You're I good. just can't wrap my head around that there are like like fungi biological and bacteria. Creatures. Yeah, yeah. That there's that there's biologicals that can like literally make you a zombie. And there's this what was that one that one condition where like oh, you the think you're a zombie walking corpse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. just I don't know. I thought it was all cool. This is a really cool little episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a little fun, little fun, chill episode. Nothing too strenuous. You guys got any final parting words before we say goodbye? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool if everybody went and checked out the zombie preparedness on the CDC site. You know. Oh yeah, I'll definitely link it. Take your mind. Mm -hmm. Take. Take your mind off of things. I mean, it's still going to have, it's basically centered around, you know, like a disaster, which we're kind of, yeah. But I mean, it's fun. Check out the graphic novel and read it. And go watch Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Go do that. Yeah. This was fun. I had fun talking to you guys. I like spooky topics like this. If you guys haven't noticed, go check out our other episodes. What is this? What number is this? Uh, eight. This is eight. Eight, ep- eighth episode. Yeah, not including our genisodes. Nice. So. 
Yeah, that's yeah. That's good. Thanks for coming back and listening to us, guys. Yeah. I mean, it means a lot, and Lauren does a lot of hard work, and I mean, Aww. this is a time for us to get together and talk, and also, you know, let off some steam. And for those of you that keep coming back and listening to us, thank you. And if you are a first-time listener, thank you also for checking us out. And we are a little weird, we're a little funky, but you know what? You're gonna have a lot of fun, so come back. <laughs> When you said funky, all I heard was fungi. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. A little fungi. A little group of fungies. <laughs> Fun guy. Yeah, we're a little odd, but we won't turn you into zombies, so. <laughs> all right, guys. Have fun. Um, be safe out there. Don't be an asshole. And we'll see you in our next episode. Until then, hagone. Hagone. hagone.